Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world on today. Greetings to each of you. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee and Have your tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ what it truly means to being love in action. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is always an honor and a pleasure to have you come in and be a part of what God is doing with this ministry I pray that today has been one that has been filled with the blessings of God or the just the peace of God. Amen. Sometimes we just need peace. And so I pray that on today, today was a day filled with peace for you. You know, I don't know what you were experiencing on yesterday, but I pray that as a result of today, God grants us a brand new set of mercies that whatever you were facing on yesterday, that on today, that God has given you peace. And through the word of God, you will be encouraged and inspired to persevere and to continue no matter what life brings your way. Amen. And as I talk about persevere this week, we're going to jump back into the actual series, the love is or love is series. Amen. And so we remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about love always hopes. Last week, we talked about one night with the king. I pray that you guys uh, were able to catch that one. And this week, we're picking back up on the love is. You know, we talked about the very foundation of this this podcast. So if you are one that is tuned in every week, you know what you're getting. Um, we thank you for always tuning in. For those of you who are, who are um, waiting for the podcast to come out each week, we thank you. And we ask that you continue to pray for us. Amen. And then for those for maybe this is your first time hearing uh, this podcast and you just want to hear or find out what it's about. The Being Love in Action podcast started about almost eight months ago and it was on the foundation of love and what love is. You know, the Bible tells us out of faith, hope and love, the greatest of these is, is to love. And so being love in action, we talk about the life applicability, how we live our daily lives in being love in action. We how do we live out that model that Christ left for us? Amen. So each week I will take a, a, the word of God and uh, bring it to you in a way that you can understand it. And, and, and I like to challenge people here on this podcast. We like to challenge you to be a better version of who you are. You know, sometimes we we have grown up and and we have been implemented in our lives with certain mentalities, certain mindsets. But when we are believers in Christ, the Bible tells us that we are new creatures. Right. So those old things should be done away with. Now, let's be realistic. We know that we have a character. We have who we are as persons. Right. But but through the word of God, we should be growing. And a lot of the negative things that we learned or that we 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 didn't even um, know that we learned that we just observe becomes a part of us. And here in this podcast, I want to break down through the word of God 
those those negativities in our lives. And I want us to, to be more loving towards each other. The Bible talks about love all over all over the Bible. You know, love, 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 love. And God is always emphasizing us to love each other. Amen. So this week we're picking back up on the love is series. And we're looking at again, first Corinthians 13 and seven. And the word of God says, and, and, and I'm reading from the NIV, all of my scriptures are coming from the NIV, unless I say it, it's different. Amen. The NIV translation. And it says love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and we've, we walk through all of those. So if you, if you want to catch up on it, you can always go back and all of the podcast uh, episodes are available. And we're looking at today, love always perseveres. And that, and that's a lot, right? When we think about perseveres, you know, I always like to give my definition so we can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about. Perseveres means to continue to be persistent and resilient. The definition says to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success to sustain or uphold. And I like that. I like that um, when it says to sustain or hold. And it says that love always perseveres. Let's be real. How many times do we really, really find that we can persevere in life, in love, especially because when we think about love, we think about the emotional aspect of love. You know, we give of ourselves, whether it's our family, whether it's the love of our jobs, you know, our careers or whatever we're doing. And when, when the word love gets into it or the idea of love, there is an, an, an emotional attachment to it. Amen. And so we want to think about how that looks, what that looks like when it says love always perseveres. And there are many stories in the Bible that we can look at about love persevering, right? whether it's in the relationship between a man and a woman, whether it's a relationship between friends. We can look at the story of David and his friendship with Jonathan. Uh, that's that uh, filial love. You know, the Bible says in John 15 and 13, no greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. And and we know that in the story of Jonathan and and. And David, they had that kind of love for one another that even after David, uh, even after Jonathan died, David loved him so much because of the, 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 the relationship that they had. He later on blessed the house of Saul, even though Saul was the one which was date was Jonathan's father trying to kill him. There is something about love, love when it perseveres and, and, and it and it supersedes. And when we think about persevering, just like the definition says, in the face of difficulty, many times it's easy to let go of love when it is it is requiring so much of us, when it requires us to go beyond what our human bodies and our emotions can handle. You know, it, 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 it requires more than what we can just really give. It is also a mindset. So when we think about persevering in love, how do we do that? How can we persevere in love when we think about, you know, relationships, when we think about that, that, that filial love, which is that, that friendship love, you know, we just, we talked about how just briefly about David and his relationship 
with uh, Jonathan. And because of the love, the love trinkled down even after the physical person was no longer there. See, love has has a way of having benefits to it, even when the people directly connected to the love is no longer here. That's why you have generations of families where there's favor or generations of, 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 you see relationships as a result of, you know, not the children, but the great, great grandfathers and the great, great grandmothers. When there were relationships that were bonded together, you have families that are still connected to this day and not even because of marriage necessarily, but because maybe they were neighbors. I know growing up in, um, you know, in New Orleans and in, in my neighborhood, there are families that I think about one of my dearest friends. Um, you know, our families, we grew up together. Our families are still connected. We celebrate each other. We try to support one another because we grew up together as a result of our parents' relationship, you know? And so there is a, there is something about persevering, but we want to talk about love persevering in, in the hardship of when things are not going right or when things look like, you know, how can I deal with this? This is, this is, this is not, this is not good. Right. And so let's, let's look at this. Let's, let's, let's look at it in the Eros way. We're talking about relationships. So we talked very briefly about the filial love that's friendships. And, you know, we know there's love in the story. That's the familiar love, you know, people that are connected to us by blood. And that's, and that's the love that, you know, many times we say it's unconditional, but but there is always conditions in love. I want us to just understand that. But usually with our family, we don't choose our family. We are part of that that bloodline. So we automatically love them. Right. Even if we don't even know some of our family members, we say we love them because there is a, a bloodline connection. And I want to talk a, a little bit about the eros or that physical love between a husband and wife or if you're dating, you know, you're courting, you know, you're getting to that, that part, but you know, that, that Eros love. And, and many times it, it trinkles down, not just in the Eros, in the friendships, even in our family relationships, how can we love and persevere in that love when we have, when we have, uh, we're dealing with some main issues. It's, it's hard to love people when they hurt you, you know, you know, how can you love, you know, um, a family member that abandoned you, you know, a family member that has rejected you, you know, and, and one thing we got to understand as believers in loving people, it does not mean that we have to allow them to mistreat us or to, you know, we don't have to deal with that negative environment. Okay. That's not love because we also have to love ourselves, but we can still persevere in some situations. We can't just walk away there. You know, we, we have to deal with it kind of head on. And then sometimes, you know, when we think about in the relationship relate in, in the Eros way, people say we fall in and out of love. And usually that's because we're no longer engaged. We're no longer excited, but real love supersedes emotions. Real love supersedes when 
It's no longer the beginning of a marriage, of the relationship. And in the beginning of a relationship, you're excited and you're happy. And he just floats your boat and she floats your boat, right? But then you get comfortable with each other and you, 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 you kind of, you know, not doing some of the things you should be doing that you did in the beginning. And so when people say they fall out of love, that, that has all to do with the emotions of it and not anything to do with what, what God is intending for us to do when it when Paul was here telling them love always perseveres. And I want to look at Colossians three and 17, but I'm going to read verses 12 through seven, 12 through 14. Okay. And I'm reading from Colossians third chapter, 12 through 14 verses. And here's what the word of God says. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Here is Paul talking to the people at Colossae. Here is a a pagan people that are now uh, converts to Christianity. And so when Paul was writing to these believers, you know, he was trying to emphasize in this book. So when you get a chance, I'm just going to give you an overview of what this book is about. He was trying to give them uh, to emphasize the supremacy of Jesus Christ. Right. Which supersedes all of their human philosophy and accomplishments. He was also refuting uh, a lot of the heresy that was going on, um, that was going against the word of God or or. Um, the teachings of Christ. And, and, and he wanted them to understand that Christ was the very image of God. He was the creator, the head of the church, and that Jesus Christ is a model. There is a modeling of Christ that we should follow as believers. And so what he was saying to them, he said, listen, we are God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Okay. By God. So we got to clothe ourselves. We are no longer the same people. They are no longer the pagan worshipers. They're no longer those normal people that they were prior to converting to Christianity. And today it's the same thing. Yes, we may have the same physical bodies, but there should be a different way we look. There should even be a different way we talk. Come on. The reason why many times people don't, they can't tell whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian is because you don't look any different from anybody else. Now, do you necessarily have to dress a certain way? No, but there should be something different about the way you used to dress. Maybe if you were a female and you wore a lot of tight fitting clothes, I'm not saying that you can't wear clothes that fit you, but you know, it's like, what are you, who are you trying to attract now? It's different. There's a more modest approach to you when you are Christ. If you were a man and maybe a young person and maybe you had the sagging pants or you just dressed differently. Maybe you wore a lot of clothing with with like skulls and the paraphernalia on it and things like that. You know, once Christ comes into your life, you begin to review everything about you, how you look, how you dress, not because you're worrying about other people, because you have experienced a Christ encounter. And so he was saying to them, listen, clothe yourselves with compassion. Again, we're talking about love always persevere. You cannot have persevering love Unless there is forgiveness because persevere. Remember, I read the definition is to continue in a course of action, even in the face of difficulty. 
You're going to have difficulty as a believer in Christ. You're going to have people that's not going to like you. You're going to have people that's not going to, that's going to talk about you. You're going to have people that's going to reject you. You're going to have people that uh, set up things to hurt you, whether it's witchcraft, whether um, it is literally trying to hurt you physically, there will be difficulty. Watch this. Now, take yourself out of the equation. There will be difficulty in relationships. Just because you are a believer in Christ, it does not exempt you from difficulty. So how do we deal with it? Paul is letting us know, first of all, we got to we got to have a different mindset. We got to clothe ourselves with compassion, because if we come at a situation the way that the situation is coming at us, it's like we're butting heads. Where is the compassion? Where is your kindness? Where is your humility? Where is your gentleness? Where is your patience? Paul says, look, you got to be patient. You got to be loving. And then you might say, well, wait a minute. Am I supposed to allow people who mistreat me or do me wrong that I have to show them patience and I have to show them kindness and I got to show them compassion? Yes, to a certain degree. Now, watch this. There is no way in the word of God where he talks about allowing someone to mistreat you and abuse you. Okay. So let's get that understood. What I'm saying is when we find ourselves in certain situations that can become combative, right? Whether it's on the job and you're having a disagreement with a coworker, um, whether it's due to um, unfair treatment, um, disagreeing on a, a certain procedure or policy, how can we handle that the way that we deal with people? Can we have a little bit more compassion? Sometimes people are dealing with issues at home and they bring it to their jobs and we don't know. They're bitter and they're angry. We can be praying for them as believers in Christ. We should be praying for our co-workers. Amen. We should be praying for our church members. We should be praying for the ones that's ugly, the ones that's gossiping, the ones that's, you know, some of them are ushers. When you walk in the church and they're mean and they grumpy, sometimes we got to look beyond what we see and we got to have compassion toward. Do you know a kind word? The, the Bible talks about this can turn away wrath. So he's telling them gentleness. And he said, now here is, this is what I love. He says, bear, bearing, bear with one another. And I'm going to go back to the word. He says, bear, bear implies the power to sustain without flinching or breaking. I'm going back to the topic, which is love always perseveres. That means persevering means to be able to in, to bear, to bear with someone. It says, Paul says, we got to be able to bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you have a grievance against someone, forgive, forgive as the Lord forgave you and all and over all these virtues put on love. See, there goes that love again. Love always persevere. Go back to um, what I said a few minutes ago. First Corinthians 13 and 13. And now these three remain faith. We got to have faith. We have to have hope and belief in God. We have to have faith and we have to have love. He said, but the greatest of these is love. So we cannot be able 
to persevere without forgiveness, without bearing with one another. That's important. And how do we do it? We clothe ourselves with compassion. We clothe ourselves with kindness. We clothe ourselves with humility. We clothe ourselves with gentleness and patience. Paul laid it out right here in Colossians 3 verses 12 through 14. And then if you read a little further, it says in 15, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Such as members of one body, you were called to peace. Love perseveres because of how we clothe ourselves in our daily lives. How do we interact with each other? Are we operating in humility? Are we operating in kindness? Many times, you know why people get divorced beside picking the wrong mate? Because nobody wants to be kind to one another. He get on my nerves, so I ain't cooking him no dinner. I'm not, you know. Whatever. I'm not. I'm, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to hear his voice. Here's the man. She nagged too much, man. I don't want to go home. She's getting on my nerves. Where is the patience? Where's the kindness? The very people that we say we love, we don't even show them kindness. And the Bible tells the husbands all the time. Husbands love your wives. And I know sometimes it seems like, but remember, this podcast is about being love in action. So we talk about love a lot on this podcast. We talk about love and relationships because we're talking about real life stuff. And in between, of course, you get some word, you know, you'll get some some great uh, word and words of encouragement. But we do a lot of talking and teaching about love on this podcast. And how we handle one another on a daily. Remember, the, the word of God is, is truth. It is living word. It is bread. Bread is used to sustain the bread of life. The word of God. It does not make sense for us to profess to be believers in Christ if we don't take the word for real. Amen. So I, I just want us to, you know, just to kind of get this idea that love always perseveres. And that means you're going to ride or die. I know that we that's a slang. We're going to ride or die, not to the detriment of ourselves, because the only person and I want us to remember this, that has that ability to be that 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 agape love is Jesus Christ is God. God, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit is the only persons to be able to really have agape. I believe in our human condition, we are to model Christ to to one day attain that, but I believe that we will never attain that until Christ comes back for us. Because the Bible says in John 3 and 6 Watch this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. God's love, and remember agape love is that supernatural love. Love, we know love is conditional. See, Jesus, watch this. God loved us while we were yet still sinners. He gave us himself as Jesus Christ in the flesh to become the slain lamb for the sins of the world. That is unconditional because the condition would have been that we were worthy of his love, but we were unworthy. And in order for him to bring worthiness back to the equation, 
between God and mankind, Jesus became the Lamb of God who was crucified. And as a result of his crucifixion, he became then the redemptive God. Jesus became the very act of forgiveness to mankind through salvation. Watch this. Love always perseveres. Jesus Christ persevered unconditionally. He persevered the cross for you and I. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that beautiful? And as a result of God's love, his unconditional love for us, we can never be unconditional. We try to be. Some of us try to be. But it's not easy because in our minds, we're always thinking about how much more of ourselves we give to people who don't deserve the love that we give them. Let's be real. There are many times, even in marriages where, where, you know, people talk about 100, 100, 50, 50. There'll be times when you may be giving 80 and that other person may be going giving 20 or whatever the case may be. And sometimes you may feel like you're giving so much and you're tired and you're ready to give up. You're like, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of giving my all to this man or I'm tired of giving my all to this woman and they don't appreciate me. Or I'm tired of always being the one bringing the olive branch to the family member who's always keeping the mess up and always doing all the drama. Or you may say, I'm tired of being the one who's always professional on the job, even when my coworkers are out of order and they're not professional. And as believers in Christ, we are talking about love always perseveres in every area of our lives. And so when we look at the model of Jesus Christ, we will never in our human capacity reach that level of agape love. We we won't do it. We can try. And the beauty of it is that Jesus was the model. So we should try to obtain that. But we won't because there is a condition with our love. God was the only one through Jesus Christ that had an unconditional agape love. But we can persevere. Many of you who have been married for years, you have persevered. Remember what I read in the very beginning. Persevere means to continue in a course of action even in the face of difficulty or with little or no prospect of success where you're able to sustain. Some of you are persevering in love in your lives every day where you may be living in poverty. You may be living in situations that some people wouldn't even understand how to survive. But through the love of Christ in your heart, the fact that you have hope and faith in a God who loves you It gives you the withal to be able to stand. Oh my God. That is the love that God gives us. For some of you, you are facing, you know, diseases that you have been fighting. Some who are born unable to walk or blind or dealing with illnesses like cancer or lupus or whatever it is and 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 you have been able to persevere 
because of the love of Christ in your heart. See, it's not just about the love of a man and a woman. If you look at your life and your relationship with God, he inspires us through the word of God to persevere in love. And all Paul was saying here and in Colossians was to to use the model of Christ with compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. So I pray to you today as I close out of this podcast on love perseveres that you remember that through the word of God through forgiveness I love Colossians 3 and 13 learning how to bear with one another even when they had wronged you forgiveness is the key to being able to persevere in love I pray that on today that you were encouraged through this podcast. I pray that if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that maybe you try him. He's always available for you and I. He's waiting for you. We talked about just now, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Man, that's love. That is a God of love. Even when we were yet sinners, he died for you and I. We were not deserving, but that's how much he loved us. So I encourage you today through the love of God. Try Jesus Christ. It says in Romans 10 and 9 to turn away, repent from a sinful lifestyle, from a lifestyle without Christ. And once he enters your heart, he will begin to clean up everything else. You don't have to try it yourself. Let him do the work. You just accept him and have a conversation with him. Listen, I love each and every one of you. Thank you for tuning in to the Being Love in Action podcast on today. And I pray that as a result of this word, you were encouraged. You were inspired and perhaps even challenged. And I pray the blessings of God be with each of you today that you walk in his favor that the mighty guardian, that his guardian angels are with you wherever you may go. And until next week and we meet again, I pray and I'll see you then. God bless you. And let's not forget through everything that we do that we are to be love in action. God bless you and amen.